there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. What's up, man? Hey, man, I'm just over here. Um, just trying to figure out, trying to figure out, is it a big deal to lose five baseball games in a row? I'm not sure. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to determine that. Uh, I'm enjoying the new Better Call Saul season. Got that going for me. I'll talk about that a little bit in the What We Learned segment. But no spoilers. So if you're a Better Call Saul fan like me, like like most people should be, more importantly, a Kim Wexler and Nacho Varga fan, then don't worry. No spoilers ahead if you haven't seen. If you're not caught up to season six, <laughs> episodes one and two. What's going on, man? Well, um, computer decided it wanted to do its own thing tonight. So uh, those... With the keen ear, we'll notice that Michael sounds a little bit differently. It's because we're having to route it through Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and all kinds of different connections to compress his voice so you don't get the velvety tones that are Michael McDonald. You get Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and the processors on the board. Anyways, so Michael's going to sound a little bit different this week. We've already implemented a fix for this. Starting next week, we will be back in person. What? So, yeah. Well, and we and haven't done that in what two years? Two years. Yeah, we haven't done that. And then even then, it's only going to be for a couple of weeks until we, you know, we move out and I'll be gone for the summer or whatever. But, anyways, yeah, man, looking forward to getting back together. We'll be in uh in the office at twenty three personnel North Compound. Yeah, North HQ. North HQ. A uh, lot to catch up with. You'll be able to to see my grass and go. What are you doing? What are you even, what are you even trying to do here? And, and I just want people to know that this is whatever you're hearing. Cause I don't know what you're hearing right now. I'm, I'm not going to find out till later, but this version of my voice is probably more accurate than what you normally hear. <laughs> that can't be true. It, this, this probably sounds, it's, it's got a little bit more West Texas dirt in it. I'd imagine. And well, that's, 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 that's about right. That's because of the wind, the spring. little, little, uh, you know, little, little farmer's son, West Texas dirt going on back there. So that's, <laughs> This, this is what you get. This, this is the, what the, the real me sounds like. Yeah. And I'm sure this is what it actually sounds like over on Colorcast for both of us. Cause that is over Bluetooth, uh, both directions. But guys, if you want to be in on the show as we record live, do that by downloading Colorcast. It's the live audio only sports talk platform free to download and to use. Talk to us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties live podcast recordings, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news, like Jay Wright at Villanova retiring. That was kind of sudden. Well, yeah. the, the breaking part of it was sudden. Uh, Villanova apparently had it, you know, 
had it planned out because they've already they've already named his replacement from another school even they were on top of that but to get in on colorcast all you need to do is download the colorcast app it's free create a profile follow us at 23 personnel and be notified when we go live we go live tuesday nights at nine uh next few weeks it'll be tuesday nights at 8 30 shake it up a little bit come with your spiciest takes so guys, if, if you're looking for a multivitamin, you need something that has a special blend of ingredients that helps support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. You need something lifestyle friendly. Speaking of friendly, friends, I have a solution for you. Athletic Greens, this is what you need to get, guys. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during tornado and hail season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, with that... Michael already teed it up. We are going to be talking about baseball and lots of baseball, just a little bit of basketball and football uh, and some breaking news on the soccer front, collegiate soccer, but primarily baseball. So let's get into that. Uh, we'll talk about the five game losing skid, um, what the team has looked like in that skid. Spoiler alert. It's not pretty uh, <laughs> update you on the rankings. Look ahead of the, the upcoming schedule. Uh, preview West Virginia and we even got a question in that will baseball specific question that we'll, we'll address there talking about our all time Tim Tadlock era baseball team. So with that, let's, let's jump into baseball. Left field. Well struck. Desloni picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw. Out in second. as we have already hinted at and if you've been paying any attention y'all know that Texas Tech has dropped the last five straight going back to the midweek last week against Oklahoma up in Amarillo we were we were recording broadcasting color casting as that game went final Texas Tech drops it 9 to 14 and then we go on the road at TCU, a team that I described as not very good. So it hurts to lose all three. 
You lose Friday four to seven. Sorry, Thursday four to seven. Friday three to four. Saturday three to eleven. And then in what should have been a get-right game on the road in Albuquerque against New Mexico, you drop a. a, a you should have won that game. Uh, you lost by a walk-off three-run home run, and you gave up four runs in the bottom of the ninth to do it. You were up by six runs at two different points in this game, 6-0, and then 9-3, and then you end up losing it. So uh, without rehashing... Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Each individual game. Um, I'm going to give you a lot more detail on the offense and what that's looked like over those five games. Um, and then just tell you generally in, t- in terms of pitchers, those that have been able to watch the games be there with all the with the team through all those games, your your pitching staff, specifically the bullpen. Uh, one, they're feeling the 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 absence of Brennan Girton, um, but really, what you're seeing is a lot of guys getting put out there that are struggling. They're they're not getting outs. Um, on the flip side, offense not good either. Um, I'm not. I'm not picking on any specific players by by airing out like what their what their offense has looked like. Obviously, when you lose five games, it's not going to be very good. Bright spots here. Obviously, Jace Young just ridiculous. Um, with as many walks as he gets, he has the fewest uh, at bats listed here, or one of the fewest at bats listed here, just because of how many times he ends up on base via the walk. Uh, and and against TCU, they were doing that strategically because the guys around him weren't, weren't able to do anything about it, uh, whether it was you know the guys ahead of him or right behind him. Um, but over these five games, I'm just going to go through some of your your, your lineup here. Easton Morrell uh, is two of thirteen, good for a 154 average, four strikeouts, two walks, four RBI. Cole Stillwell, three for 22. There was an 0 for 18 stretch in there. Um, Average of 136, five strikeouts, one walk, two RBI. Jace Young, five for 15. It's at 333, 4Ks, nine walks, three RBI. And again, you see that the low RBI number there for Jace because they've been super cautious pitching to him uh, and they'll just rather walk him than let him swing the bat. Ty Coleman, uh, not a bad spot. Six of 23, he's been right ahead of Jace Young most of these games. 
261, four strikeouts, one walk, five RBI. Kurt Wilson, another another hot spot there, 721, just 333, four Ks, one walk, five RBI. Owen Washburn, before he went down, he went down with an injury. Uh, I believe it was Thursday. It may have been Friday. Uh, he ran into the wall at TCU um, and had a, a facial injury. Um, that was rough, too. That yeah. was really rough looking. Yeah, he, he went he went pretty fast and hard into the wall uh, to make the catch. Three of ten, 305 Ks, though. One walk, three RBI. Hudson White, the, the guy that we've been seeing his praises the most, and this is this is bound to happen with freshmen specifically, just because of their their adjustment to the the college game. Uh, he had been doing so well early on, so maybe this is more of a regression to the mean. Uh, but he went, he, you know, over these five games, two of eighteen. He had a zero for twelve stretch in there. Um, his average over for these five games one one eleven three strikeouts. So, so of the you know the sixteen uh, non successful at bats. Three of them, only three of them have been strikeouts. So he, he's been hitting the ball. He's been hitting them at people. Uh, three walks, three RBI. Parker Kelly, uh, five for 20, six Ks, one walk, two RBI. Sam Hunt and Dylan Carter. I left them on here because you've had a, a little rotation going on in center field. They combined for one of six uh, with four strikeouts and three walks. Um, your other guys that's been playing out in center field have been Vulitic, which I didn't capture his uh, until I realized just how few at-bats Hunt and Carter got. But overall, these guys went a combined 34 of 148, uh, batting average of 230, which isn't bad. But then you realize, like, you've got, you know, like I said, Easton Merrill, Cole Stillwell, Hudson White have really extended stretches of, of just really difficult time up at the plate. 39 strikeouts to 22 walks and only 28 RBI. Um, as much as your team has been scoring this year, you averaged, what is that, 28? Uh, six runs over that stretch per game. Mm. Um, with three of those being four runs, three runs, and three runs. So your six-run average is coming from the, the 10 runs against New Mexico and the nine against Oklahoma. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's what I have for the, the, the losing streak. This is the, the longest losing streak Texas Tech baseball has, has encountered or endured, uh, reaching back now to 2014, uh, which is, I guess, a point that you can look at and you've just been spoiled that you haven't lost five in a row uh, in a 50-plus game season, you've never lost five in a row um, more recently than eight years ago. So Yeah, I mean, losing five in a row in baseball just does not sound okay. It, sound, it doesn't sound good uh, just because we haven't seen it, and it's just uncharacteristic of this team. But in the scheme of things, there's just a lot more games. You can kind of talk yourself into it. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's the the team they lost to. You know, if they had somehow just completely, you know, lost it against Texas and you know, or sandwiched a couple a couple of losses, you know, a midweek loss and you know, a couple of series losses or something. But as opposed to getting completely swept by a conference opponent, uh, you know, pretty handily. Aside from game two. Mm-hmm. It was. It wasn't really that close. Um, so I, I think that 
really what hurts Tech the most. And, and the fact that TCU has been able to use this to their advantage. I mean, they've jumped quite a bit in the rankings, rightfully so, it seems like. I mean, they're – let's see, where are they in the standings? I had them pulled up. Uh, I think they're second They're second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're second now in the Big 12 standings. They're 10-5. and five. They played an extra series, um, you know, behind – Oklahoma State just barely, you know. Oklahoma State's at nine and three. TCU's ten and five. West Virginia, who of course we play this Saturday, six three at third place, and then Tech is now in fourth at seven and five. It's it's um it's just a bad time to lose five in a row, and and I think it almost hurts even more because they canceled the Monday game. They were supposed to play New Mexico Monday and Tuesday, mm-hmm. and I'm unsure why they win at all at this point. Why, why would you even go? Why would you go to Albuquerque for one day against a team that, you know, hates you and, and wants to beat you anyway? You know, maybe just cancel it all together. But I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure why that changed. And two games probably would have been better. Even if they'd have lost the first one, they probably would have won the second one. And we would have, okay, five and one. That sucked. Let's get back to winning some baseball games. But yeah. now we're, we're kind of stuck hanging around in, in that mediocre zone until Friday. Yeah, and, and, and to that point, your next opponent is, is, is a team that's in front of you in the standings. Um, mm-hmm. a, a team that we'll talk about here in a minute. But again, when, when, you looked at, um, when you looked at the matchup with TCU, it felt very similar. It feels very similar to me when I looked at the matchup with West Virginia. You own even after this five-game skid, significant advantages in every category. But just because you have done so before the game doesn't mean you will do them in the game, right? Mm-hmm. That's why you play the game. The only only difference really um, is they strike out quite a few times fewer than you do, uh, and they are leading the conference in solo bases by a wide margin. I, I, I was... I was um, talking to Samantha as I was compiling the notes. So West Virginia has attempted 144 stolen bases on the season, which is good for first in the conference. They've they've been successful in 115 of those attempts. Oklahoma is second at 109 attempts. TCU is third at 58 attempts. Texas tech has attempted a stolen base 28 times, which is least in the conference. West Virginia has player have players that have attempted more stolen bases than all of Texas Tech. They're going to be aggressive, especially in Lubbock. Because, and I don't want to like downplay, but like offensively, they are not a team that like you would otherwise be concerned about. They bat at two sixty five, which is tied or it's eighth in the conference. Which we play nine baseball teams. Slugging percentage is 400. On base percentage is 375. They hit 28 home runs to your 58. They've scored 226 runs on this season, which is good for eighth in the conference. They've, but when they get on, man, they 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 put a lot of pressure on your your pitchers and your defense because they are going to move around. They're going to take a single, and then you get the guy the second. They're going to force the issue, trying to get him to third. So they take you know one single and put them in scoring position for the next guy to knock them in. Um, 
when I talked about your defense, or sorry, your, your, your offense, how it struggled over the past five games, your, your batting average as a team dipped down to 297. It's still second in the conference, but you did lose your team batting average of 300. Slugging percentage is 507, so you're good 100 points above West Virginia. On-base percentage is 413. That's some 40-odd points up. You're, you've hit 30 more home runs on the season. You've scored 150 more runs on the season. You do strike out, like, like I mentioned a little while ago, you're, you're 60 more strikeouts on uh, the stolen base. You're 26 of 28. You just, for whatever reason, you're not, you're not attempting very many stolen bases this year. Um, part of that obviously is going to have to do, do with, you know, going back to the slugging percentage when you're, when you're getting guys on uh, and then getting extra bases as, as frequently as Texas Tech is. Your opportunity to steal third is a whole lot more difficult and you, that happens fewer times than your opportunity is going to present itself to steal second. Uh, one, it, it's obviously a shorter throw from the pit from, from the catcher back to, to third. Um, and that's, that's got a lot to do with it. But on the defensive side um, with your, uh, again, your struggles the past week, your opponent batting average that your, your pitchers have allowed has creeped up to 251. West Virginia pitchers allow 241 batting average. Your ERA has, has bumped up to five flat. That was in the low fours. West Virginia's at 429. Uh, walks on this season just about equal, 143 to 141. Uh, your your pitching staff has given up a ton more home runs though. So West Virginia is doing a good job of, um, you know, as much as their offense isn't doesn't hit for power, their 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 pitchers don't allow teams to hit for power. Uh, you've given up 44 home runs on the season. West Virginia has allowed 26. Uh, teams have scored 211 runs against you, where they've only scored 166 against West Virginia. Um, you have struck out uh, opposing batters almost a hundred more times than, than West Virginia. You're at 400 strikeouts in the season, whereas West Virginia's at 310. And you got a very slight advantage there in the fielding percentage. Uh, so a couple guys to look for when West Virginia rolls into town this weekend. A guy that is going to be an all-name team rolling in with a double last name, McGuire Holbrook. It's a sophomore catcher, Ooh. leads the team in batting at 354. His slash line, 354, 418, 563. That's highest in the team in all of those categories. 34 hits, only two doubles. Sorry, only eight doubles and four home runs. Um, so his his high slugging percentage, like or, sorry, him having the highest slugging percentage, but only has eight doubles and four home runs in the year, just again goes to show you they just don't really hit for power. They don't get extra bases a whole lot. I have a key to the game. Hashtag retire McGuire. <laughs> that work? <laughs> I was taking a drink and that, that got me, dude. Retire McGuire. Yeah, he spells it with a W. Yeah, G-W-I-R-E. Yeah, so get, get it rolling, people. Hashtag retire McGuire. Yeah, sophomore Mc, catcher. McGuire, yeah. Uh, other guys, senior outfielder Austin Davis, 331, 395, 439 is his slash line. He is good for 23 successful stolen bases on 27 attempts. So this is one of those guys I was talking about. This single player, 27 stolen bases attempts. Texas Tech as a whole has 28. <laughs> 
and 23 of 27 is a really high percentage. Braden, Braden Berry, sophomore outfielder, uh, 308, 393, 47, and then Victor Scott, another junior outfielder. Their outfielders are, as a, as a, as a whole, um, pretty good up at the plate. 301, 447, 522, and leads the team in home runs with five. I think you've got like half your team with five or more home runs. Um, when you're up to bat and West Virginia is on the field, uh, you'll see one of these three guys. Um, I believe you'll see Jacob Waters first uh, as a starting pitcher on Friday. So junior right-hander is two and two on the season, 328 ERA, 137 whip. Opponents are batting 211 against him, and he's got a 45 strikeouts to 22 walk ratio. Then their big ace comes in on Saturday, Ben Hampton. He's a sophomore left-hander. He's 6-2 and two on the season with a 305 ERA, 104 whip. Opponents are batting 218 against him, and he's got a ridiculous 56 strikeouts to 14 walks. That's somewhere in the field of 4-1. to one. And then Sunday, you'll see Zach Bravo is a fifth-year senior right-hander's three and one. His ERA is quite a bit higher at five sixty-five, uh, but he, he keeps uh, he keeps guys off of base. One thirty one thirty-three WHIP. Opponents are batting two fifty against him and a twenty to ten strikeout to walk ratio. Um, your your pitchers, man, I. I realized when we go through these episodes, I don't talk a lot about your guys and what you've been doing. Obviously we went through the offense. Um, your starters, Andrew Morris, Brandon Birdsell, uh, Birdsell specifically, he's been really good. Morris has been a really good surprise Sunday and your, your bullpen, man, it's been, it's been a crapshoot, dude. And you don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Who's going to come out. Um, Listening to, to Jamie Linton talk about the, the game, go, going into the game against New Mexico, uh, he was saying, you really, you're really you going to see uh, Andrew Devine come out and start. Uh, and with how much the bullpen was used this past weekend, you would expect, you know, they, they would want to get several innings out of, out of Devine for, hopefully. Um, but, man, uh, Matt Gardner, pitching coach at Texas Tech, thought otherwise. Uh, I think maybe went more along the lines of we need to get guys uh, going again. So he rolled out a bunch of guys with one inning a piece. Um, and then Trenton Parrish came in, you know, with the intent to close the game out uh, and, and get the victory. And he uh, obviously got roughed up. <laughs> he gave up those four runs in the, in the ninth. So, yeah. It's yeah. it's been a it's been a wild um, turn this, this these past few weeks uh, on the mound for you, uh, like I said, especially when you turn to the bullpen. Um, really, you're you're missing, like I said earlier, the the presence of, of Brendan Gurton. Um, whether he's just going to come in and help be a closer or just a late inning reliever um, to get you to you know a parish or something like that, but. Or a divine, even. Um, you you just that one one missing piece is just really uh, it's been felt across the entire team. So 
this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday series, uh, Saturday's going to be a busy day. We, we're going to talk about it in a little bit. You've got the spring game at 1230 baseball to follow after that. Um, if you're, if you're going out to, and catching these activities, Michael, I'm sure would, would be on board with this. Wear your sunscreen, wear your hats, yes. wear your long sleeves, wear whatever you need to do. Cause it's going to be a long day of Texas tech sports. Um, and we'll, we'll definitely get into, into the, the football side of it here in, in just a second, but I wanted to come back. We did have a, a question from Rob bro. Um, he asked, uh, well, he, uh, he posed a question as a part of his, his daily radio show with, you know, on the road land with Ryan Hyatt. Um, I'm blank on it. Like favorite all time tech tech baseball player or he was calling well, for, for, for one, one player. I was like, why don't you just do a whole team? And he said, cause that wasn't the question. But then he asked us, what's your all time Tadlock era baseball lineup? Um, here's the thing. I, I started putting together this big list of names, um, guys that from my memory, I enjoyed watching them play, felt like they were really successful. Um, then started pulling the, the, their career stats. Um, I came up with a ton more pitchers than I had for guys in the field. Uh, and I've got a great list of guys uh, all across the field. So what I'm going to do though, I'm going to turn this around and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to pull the people. We're going to, we're going to roll this out poll style. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to put out blind polls for some of these positions. Um, oh, and, and, and we're going to build this thing together because I don't have the list in front of me. How do you choose a first baseman between Eric Gutierrez and Cam Warren? I, I don't know. A second baseman in, between yeah. Michael Davis and Brian Klein or a shortstop between Orlando Garcia and Cal Conley. Um, third baseman between Josh Young and Hunter Hargrove. Yeah, where do you figure out where Josh and Jay Young are going to go? Yeah, like are they are they going to? I mean, obviously, you would imagine they'd both be on the field at the same time in this theoretical team, but would they? Yeah, I mean, is 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 Jace on second? Um, I mean, we've got Gingry, we've got like injury guys that you could bring back. You know, the, oh, the guys that you you lost <laughs> with 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 injuries on the pitching staff, and I'm sure that's probably why you ended up with like. 15 pitchers because of um, like 20, a lot of them 25. getting cut short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of them so, getting cut short. Like, oh man, I really wanted to, let's just bring them back. We knew they were going to be good and just, yeah. So what, horrible luck. what, what, I, what I'm, I'm thinking about doing, um, we're going to, we're going to have, have polls on, on, on players, like a starting lineup. Uh, we'll, we'll go 10. Well, no, we'll have to have it more than 10. We'll, we'll get, uh, your eight fielders that are non-pitchers and a DH. So, ah. so like if a Cam Warren doesn't win first base, he would then be eligible to move over to to DH or a Josh Young if he doesn't win third base or whatever, or Garcia or Jace or whatever. Um, because what's really interesting as I was doing this is like guys like Kurt Wilson that you're like at least recently biased, you're like, man, like he, he's got to be on that list. If you're looking at career numbers, he's not going to make this team. Um, Which is crazy. Yeah. 
um, you're, you know, DH like Zach Reams, he, he may not make it because like if, you know, it was probably going to be one of uh, Gutierrez or Warren or Hargrove or one of the Youngs or um, just somebody else in the infield. You've got, I, I think I've got six or seven outfielders like Steven Smith, uh, Devin Conley, Zach Davis, um, Dylan Noisy, Grant Little, like guys that like you would you would feel very comfortable out of any of those to put three of them out there and have a really solid offensively and defensively solid uh, group of outfielders. Um, Is Lonely an outfielder? Yeah, Ness Lonely's on the list too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the only position that I, I think is, is pretty well settled is, is catcher. I, I had I had a list of, of three guys that I looked at. Um, Braxton Fulford, Tyler mm-hmm. Tyler Floyd, uh, and Hunter Redman. And man, Braxton Fulford wiped the floor with both. I was like, okay, catcher is probably going to be pretty easy to decide that that's going to be Braxton Fulford because he had that monster year last year, his final year really offensively solidified that. Uh, but the rest of the infield, the outfield is crazy. I don't know how we're going to handle pitchers. Probably have like a starters group and we'll probably go three or four deep there. Um, some relievers and then some closer guys. But like your starters are going to be like Stephen Gingery, Bryce Bonin. Um, I'm blanking on all these these names of the of this list that I have in the other room. Um, Mason Montgomery. Um, who was the other guy that that pitched with, with Gingery? Why am I blanking on his name? I don't know. I just remember like there's two of know, them. The, the Dushetter combo. Yeah, D- D- Dylan Dushek and Ryan Shetter. Uh, Hayden Howard w- w- was a real big piece in the bullpen and, and those those Omaha runs. Um, who was the Who was the guy that could just really throw gas that came out of the bullpen? John McMillan. He's on the there list. There you go. Big bad John. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, we got a whole whole big list of that. So, I'll have to break it out. Have you know? Probably get four starters, uh, four or five starters, and a bunch of the, a bunch of bullpen guys and a closer or two. But um, so, Rob, take that. I'm gonna I'm gonna pulse the people. We're gonna build this thing together, and then I'll get you the all time lineup, and then and then see uh, how many uh, World Series we would win with that lineup. Um, because man, you've had some really talented guys roll through here in the past 10 years under Tadlock. And if you could just, you know, magically align an entire team of those guys all the same time, you could really do some damage. So we'll, we'll start that, that polling process here pretty soon. Um, and then probably next week we'll come back with our, our all time Tadlock era baseball lineup. Well, just so you know, I mean, a, a good place to go for you know debates and watch watch parties and reacting to breaking news and all that kind of stuff is ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. You know Spencer and I are, af- are athletes. You can talk to us. Uh, all you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and follow our group. Follow us at 23Personnel, and you'll be notified when we go live. We're going to be going live a little bit earlier. Uh, Tuesdays at 8.30 is what we're shooting for. It may be between 8.30 and 9, but we're shooting for a little bit earlier. And uh, 
that's when you should show up with your spiciest takes. Yeah. And guys, as you know, it's, uh, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during this cold and flu season. That's right. We're talking about athletic greens again. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Michael, we are going to, sorry, I got to take some notes here, uh, jump into what you so aptly named odds and ends. I'm going to play a bumper here. Maybe maybe I should just hit all three of them at the same time. See what happens. (laughs) 
Uh, I don't have one for soccer. Everyone's head explodes. Basketball and football. I don't even know if it would play two at once. Um, it probably wouldn't, but. Sorry, I, I just got a, a, a notification on Twitter that Joy McGuire tweeted out a GIF with the image, and there's like words on it. It says, ladies and gentlemen, we got them. It's like, hold on. Okay. Um, All right. But We're, that's not, I'm, that's I'm not searching. the same. I don't know what that is. So, anyways, uh, let's let's start with basketball. Uh, we talked about the the Villanova news that came out right as we were uh, getting started. Jay Wright announced his retirement. Um, there have been, you know, looking back, looking more specifically at Texas Tech, there have been a lot of uh, Twitter air quote insiders tweeting about some big news coming, Michael. Mm-hmm. Lots of eyeball emojis. Um, not sure where to take it because there hasn't been anything of substance that came out. Uh, a couple of things maybe they were talking about. Uh, well, and, and sorry to interrupt, but this has been going on since what, Sunday? This is Wednesday. We're recording this Wednesday, and I swear I've been seeing breaking news supposed to come any second now since I think Sunday night. If not Sunday, at least Monday. It's just been going for days. We've learned nothing. So come on, spill the beans, people. Someone, someone's got some beans to spill, or you're, or you're just all making shit up. <laughs> they all and listening to other people. They they all want to be, or we all do. We, we this is this is something we all suffer with, Michael. Let's not lie about it. We all want to be the the guy to break the news. We want to be the first. We want to be that that source. So maybe we can get some some Twitter cred and more followers and and be that sure. guy. Um, yeah. I want to run into Terrence Shannon Jr. at Table Eighty Two and share a ribeye with him and have him just say, "Hey, man, just so you know, when you go on Twenty Three Personnel next time, huge fan. Uh, I will be back for sure next week. Yeah, or next week, next season." Uh, yeah, we all want that to happen, but uh, we're not pretending like it's going to. So I'm I'm uh, I'm going to poke fun at a group of people, realizing that I'm also a part of this group of people. <laughs> there are people that pay for premium access to message boards and and the content sure. and and insight uh, that those editors and um the guys that, that run those sites, they can provide with their full-time job and their, their access to the programs. What you get though, from some of those guys is they also want to be somebody that brings news to the board and they have a tendency to bring a rumor wherever that rumor may have come from and then present it and I know, I, I know specifically over on Reddit Sports because this is, you know, I, I used to be a subscriber over there a long time ago. I used to work for them a long time ago. My brother is a current subscriber over there. This came out, I, I, I can't remember what, what year, what, what uh, crisis or what big um, scoop it, it came out of. Subscribers over on that site will claim a source level based on how close to the actual person that they're talking about is. So like 
if it's if Spencer Rogers is an athlete on the baseball team, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason there's some controversy, the slider. That Spencer Rogers has a slider. Just yeah, and and like nasty. Not that there's any drama in baseball, but say there's like you know I injure my elbow, and it's coming out that I'm done for the season. They will come and say source level zero, meaning it came from my mouth, Spencer's mouth, mm. that I am done. They'll, they'll they'll stratify their their source in tiers of of like here's here's how how valuable this information I'm about to tell you is. The problem with that is they're evaluating it themselves, and they won't like. Oh, it's easy to say like it's a friend of a friend to now like. Oh, I know this guy. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know that they're like real good friends. Like. That's a level one source. Whereas like it was a friend of a friend of a friend who started a rumor four Bud Lights deep on a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> um, and it's being reported as, as, as gospel, right? Anyways. So that that's, that's where I think a lot of this is coming from is guys on, on, on these premium boards, whether they're, they actually work for these boards or not. Um, that they want to be that guy. Um, and they're running with rumors. So what you see, I don't, I, I couldn't even tell you how many of, of these, these tweets that came out. You, you all saw them. They all essentially said the same thing without seeing a damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether or not it was us kind of adding this little troll to it, but like so many eyeball emojis are coming out. <laughs> just, just wait. So one, it could, it could be what this Kevin O'Banner uh, news I, I wouldn't, I hesitate to call it news. The, the Kevin O'Banner stuff that came out today that, uh, you know, Mark Adams had, has said, you know, he's on campus. Um, Mark Adams says that until it changes, they, they expect him. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mess it up. They expect him to be a part of the team next year or something along those lines. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing 100% definitive. Leaning Nothing towards from O'Banner himself either. Yeah, this is this is uh, this is Mark Adams saying O'Banner is on campus, and he's leaning towards returning. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not you know like you said not from O'Banner. Nothing official. So the the, the tweets could have been about that. It could have been about uh, whether or not Terrence Shannon is going to be coming back. Um, it could be about the the commitment or announcement of a of a a transfer coming in that guy from Utah Valley um or key or all the other guys that are like really high up on the list of guys that you would really want uh that are weighing their options it could be any any one of those guys but the tweets yeah. that we've been hearing tech fans are going to be excited about this one it's hold huge, on to your pants yeah. eyeball emoji well, and I, I don't want to harp on those sites too much, but that kind of stuff works in their favor too. Because if, if people get on those message boards and they see someone say DEFCON zero or whatever, source source zero or source one, and then they go back on Twitter and don't actually say what anyone said or try to just kind of generate more rumors, then that will in turn generate more subscribers. So that's kind of encouraged. And I mean, if, if there's, if there are posters there who are the ones supposed to be breaking the news and if they're kind of 
being a part of this culture of, hey, something's happening. We'll let you know when we know for sure something's happening. Better stay subscribed so that you know that and you'll know first. It's kind of just regurgitating itself. So I, it always has bugged me, but man, this week has just really bugged me. It's been, it's been yeah. like four days of this crap and nothing, nothing has come of it. I mean, it was, it was more interesting during the coaching search. The coaching search at least would have some credible things come out. Flight trackers and something. Yeah. A receipt you know. posted by Chris Del Conte or <laughs> Did you yeah. see that the on the anniversary there there were some Texas Tech fans that sent that exact order to him? And yeah. I, I, I I'm pretty sure we, we, we I forgot who that. it was. It was it was that uh oh, Jody Laughter. Yeah, Jody or Slaughter. Slaughter. I can't remember. But yeah, he's he's on he's a good follow on Twitter. He's yeah. fun. I think he's the one who did that. Uh, and he, he wasn't the only one, but he, he may have been the first that, that got that ball rolling. But that was that was a pretty good, uh, pretty good move. But yeah. So, anyways, basketball, lots of things going on. Nothing has has gone on really. So, <laughs> uh, it's just yeah, a the weird season. Portal's crazy. Everything's crazy. Oh, it's absolutely nuts. Right. We had now. a coach like, come back. I mean, that's some actual news. Uh, yeah, Al Pinkins is is returning to the staff. Yeah, uh, was here previously under under Beard. Um, but yeah, in, in in terms of players, like the same guys that have announced that they're leaving have have done so. Um, no new guys think, have, a, have have come on board just yet. But. Yeah, I think McCuller has has signed an agent, but I think there's even a way out of that now. If, yeah, there's I don't know. It's not like it used to be. I think you know signing the agent was the official official. I'm I'm gone, but it's different now, and I'm. I'm sorry that I don't know the the differences of it, but we could talk about some football where we actually did get a we recruit. Got a, got a big time Not recruit, a recruit but a transfer. Transfer. Uh, and I loved your your rejected headlines because this, this came up so many, like the story is just so, so interesting with the name and where he's coming from and where he's going. Um, former five-star tight end Baylor Cup transferring from Texas A&M to Texas Tech. Michael had, had some really good lines there. He, he tweeted out. So if you follow us on Twitter, you would have seen it by now, but I'll, I want to read a couple for, for you. Or let Michael do it, because he, he wrote them. Well, let me see. I got to pull them up real okay, quick. Here, it was, it's, it's okay. Okay, you go for it. You go for it. College Station to Lubbock, right move for Baylor. Yeah. So I think that is exactly, you know, Carlos Silva, I'm sure you're a big listener, Don Williams, you know, are both huge listeners of the podcast. Uh, y'all should take some notes here, guys. These are these are the headlines that should be written about this. Baylor bypasses Baylor for former Baylor coach. Mm-hmm. Nothing confusing at all about that. Baylor shows interest in Texas vet programs. Yeah, I kept trying to figure out how to... <laughs> should, I think I had Baylor... Baylor maintains interest in Texas... I don't know. I think that one could have been better. There's some work on that one. So if, if you know, if Mr. Williams or Mr. Silver are listening, they can they can just punch that up a little bit. But yeah, so Baylor Cup. Let's, let's talk about him for a second. Uh, tight end at at Texas A&M, 6'7", 245, big dude. Originally from Brock, um, anywhere between a four and a five star, you know, recruit. Um, he. Ended up at A and M in 2019. Didn't play a whole lot. 
Uh, he redshirted and was injured. Um, and then A&M has, 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 for whatever reason, been able to recruit at a really high level at the tight end position. So um, his position, you know, on the depth chart had been pushed back because of his injury and his, his lack of being able to, to get healthy and get out there. But assuming he's healthy, he's walking into a, you know, a very competitive and, and strong tight end room here. But always welcome. We will always welcome a five-star player. Uh, yeah, gonna, well, he's going to go. Sorry, uh, go ahead. I was going to say he's going to join Mason Tharp and uh, Henry Teeter uh, in, in the tight end room to get three really good guys. And you know what, what? What that reminds me of, Michael, is that the three and twenty-three personnel—it's only possible if you have three tight ends. Oh, we're there. So we're there. We've got so many good running backs. Let's, now we're ready. Because Jed, Jed Castles, a former Texas yeah. Tech tight end, did enter the transfer portal, but you added one back. You're back to three tight ends. Let's go. Yes. I, I did want to point this out. Um, you know, I haven't quoted Staking the Plains in a while, but go to stakingtheplains.com, as always. Seth had a write-up about, about Baylor Cup, and he had this to say. He said, Cup was a four-star tight end. Had 18 offers coming out of high school. He was the second best tight end in the 2019 class. 19th best player in the entire state. Interestingly, you want to know who Cup did not get an offer from? Uh, Seth went on to say, I'll give you three guesses, and the first two are wrong. Give up. It was Texas Tech. (laughs) So he had 18 offers, none of which came out of Lubbock until Joey McGuire showed up. So thank you. Thank you, Joey McGuire. For showing interest in a really talented player. I mean, why not throw your name in the hat? Yeah, I don't know, man. <sighs> That's just, it, it's becoming so obvious in hindsight now. And speaking of recruiting, hey, you remember back on Monday when Texas Tech had the number one recruiting class in 2023? <laughs> so I like. <laughs> that was nice. That was nice, wasn't it? I mean, I, I want to, I want to. I want to play both sides of this because like, yeah, it's oh, abso- absolutely play to. up the fact that we, we had been the number one recruiting class uh, in the country for so long. And, and, and now we're second, um, but also need to realize, <laughs> or, or just, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't like people getting like really tied up into this. Like number one recruiting class. Hell yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> Joey McGuire, he's done a fantastic job recruiting. You, you don't get, to the number one spot, even if it's super early by sitting back and doing nothing. You have 16 total commits for 2023, which is more than anybody else around you. And that's, that's where it's coming from because your ranking is going to be based on total points. So all, all your recruits added up together or however they do it. Um, so your your total points one ninety five point four. Notre Dame moved into first. They're at one ninety seven point three. They're a couple points ahead of you. Their average recruit though ninety four point five seven. Texas Tech eighty seven point seven. So volume okay. volume is yeah. coming in to, to your favor here. Um, doesn't mean that you can't continually add high level guys. We've seen obviously Joe McGuire going after guys like Baylor Cup. Um, who won't show up on this just yet. Um, but there was a five-star receiver on campus this past weekend that apparently had a really good uh, visit. Um, will be a junior this year, so you've got some time to, to learn this man's name. Um, but 
man, you, you've, you've set yourself up. Well, you, you got a, a, a commit from a defensive line from Natchitoches, Louisiana and Tredarius Brown, which reminds me, Michael, I, I want to tell the story about how these Natchitoches and Nacogdoches both got their name because they're well, spelled just, very similarly, but they're pronounced very yes, differently. I was very impressed with how you just, I mean, weave that into conversation, just the exact proper pronunciation of that town. Well, I mean, let's, 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 uh, let's play it up a little bit. I'm just kidding. Um, supposedly myth here, urban legend, maybe, uh, Native American tribe, father, two sons, um, father recognizing that, that both boys needed to, or could have, or should have been leaders of their own groups. Uh, and basically told them, you know, one son walk three days East, one son walk three days West. And that's where you'll set up. So it's why both towns are pretty close, the same distance away from the Texas Louisiana border. Hmm. almost in a direct east-west line of each other. On the Texas side, it's Nacogdoches. On the Louisiana side, it's spelled similarly, but for whatever reason, maybe it's the Cajuns over there. They screwed it up. They pronounce it Nacogdoches. Anyways, Tredarius Brown, latest commit to the 2023 class from Nacogdoches, Louisiana. The the five-star receiver is Micah Hudson. He's a 2025 guy. So just, yeah, uh, I, I, just I just on. enjoyed that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, sorry, let us have this people 2024. Let us have this people. We, we don't have much in the, in the realm of the football world to go off of <laughs> recruiting has been, you know, if we, if we get outside the seventies, we start to not know what to do with ourselves. And I think, McGuire hit the forties with the 2022 class. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it was just champagne bottles popping all over the state. There's probably, uh, you know, some new red Raiders to be born in a few months because of that recruit recruiting class ranking. So I'm just, let us have this because it was, it, it won't last long. It's not going to be the number one and number two class probably by the time all is said and done. Uh, I'm hoping it's in, I mean, can you imagine top 30, how incredible that would be? Top uh, 20. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's legit legitimacy there. There could be some momentum there, especially if the team has some success this year. But what killed me was, um, Shan, man, I'm so terrible about it. It's, is it Shahan? Shahan. Yeah. Shahan. Jaraja mm-hmm. with uh, he's with CBS now, right? I don't think he's with he's not with Dave Campbell anymore, but he's with CBS anyway. Um, oh man, he's got pronunciation on his Twitter. That's so smart, Shahan Jaraja. Okay, Jaraja. No, I had to, I had that right. Okay, <laughs> so back back to that. Sorry, Shahan. Um, he tweeted, oh my, you know, with that a screenshot of the number one ranking on Monday. And like the first two, one of them was from that Stats of War guy who's an unab- unabashed K-State fan. No, that's... They've got to take, take your victory TCU. laps when you can. Is it? Is he? Yeah. Oh, that's he's TCU. TCU. I get the purples confused. Yeah, it's purple. It's still bad. And he said, got to take your victory laps when you can. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's got a point. 
And then some guy who I'm just going to read their names because I don't care. Some guy named Mark Roberts, who's an Aggie fan. First thing he said was, we'll see if they can hold a top 20, 25 finish, maybe. And okay. I don't even think he realized <laughs> that this is the 2023 class and they're not going to play for another three years or whatever. Thanks, Mark Roberts. And then uh, Steve Ross replied to him, who is a lifelong Longhorn fan, and said, nothing more worthless than recruiting rankings in April. So it, it's just great. Oh, that- oh, but, but better <laughs> believe if the Longhorns were sitting there, they're going to talk about how they're going to run the state. GTFO. Just, just love that, you know, these two schools that supposedly couldn't give two squirts of duck shit about us. Back to back, commenting on each not only commenting, but like holding hands in unity, talking about how, ugh, yeah, stupid tech, yeah, whatever, no one cares, from an Aggie and a, and a Longhorn in back-to-back tweets. They replied to each other. It was glorious. But at least they don't care. We're always their Super Bowl or something. They're, yeah, that, right? we're, no, we're, 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 they are our Super Bowl. They're our Super Bowl. Yeah. <sighs> Every time. Hey, speaking of Super Bowls, there's a football game this weekend, Michael. Saturday afternoon, barely oh. spring game, twelve thirty. Be there, be square. ESPN Plus. If you can't, um, Saturday, this Saturday, the twenty third, twelve thirty here in the LBK. I may or may not be able to make it. I've got a, a little league game, ten thirty. I do want to see. I want to try to get out there to catch up with Labar and Seth and his boys are making the trip. Uh, for the the football game. It may also be hitting up the baseball game. I don't think I'll be able to make the baseball game on Saturday, but spring game. More interested in this spring game, like and and we've talked about this before, than past ones just because of how terrible Matt Wells. Like he had been trying to tank the spring game experience. (laughs) He's like, you don't you don't want to be here, guys. Look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make this as miserable process as possible. And he was successful. Um, but the, there, there's too much new uh, going into McGuire and just his his fantastic and mesmerizing personality um, that I can't yeah. I, I can't stay away. So his contagious energy. Yeah, wh- whether it's going to be the, the the Kitley offense and see what quarterbacks are on that, whether it's Shuck or Smith or um, Morton. Morton. I, I was stuck on Barron. I was like, that's that's not his. That's not the last name. Um, or the Deruder defense, or just the overall experience. Like, what's your what you're gonna, uh, you know, what what the day is gonna look like? Is it gonna be, you know, four air quotes quarters of competition, or is it gonna? I mean, hopefully, it's not a, a Matt Wells type thing where you get two quarters where the clock doesn't stop, and then you get a half of individual drills. It was like, I'm sorry, I don't I don't care to watch drills at this point. It's a spring game. Probably why they stopped being broadcast. Anyways, Saturday, 1230. I'm going to try to be there. Michael may be catching uh, the the on-demand version. I, I may also yeah. have, to, have to catch the on-demand version. I was just, just saying, I'm going to try to make it there. Those of you who live in Lubbock who have a child who plays at the Burl Huffman Complex, you know the cluster F it is to get out of that place. Um, and everybody parks in that that. All traffic is weaved through to the North Soccer Field, 
parking lot, which was where everyone should park. But no, they all park in the path from the four-way stop to that parking lot. They all park there, and then no one backs in. And so then you have to wait for people just start backing out in front of you, and they do like a seven-point turn, and then it just slows everything down. It's just like a bottleneck of bottlenecks. So all that to say, yeah, um, I'm not going to be able to make it because by the time I get out of there, it'll be 1230 if I'm lucky and we won't be able to, to get to the, to get to the Jones. In time. So, it'll be easier to leave the Jones than it will be to leave the five, six year old queen bees soccer game on Saturday. Yeah. Then it, it from Burl Huffman. Anyway, that's the end that, of my gripe there. That reminded me of, of somebody that was complaining about people that back into their 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 uh their parking spots and now they're they're being elitist about it. And I was like, <laughs> hold on a second. One, you gotta back out of a spot like whether you back into it or back out of it, you have to reverse to yeah, park you or gotta do it unpark. one time either before or after. <laughs> Unless you get lucky and you're able to pull through. The person in front of you is gone by the time you get there. But that is rare. Which, that's questionably illegal. But here, here's, here's my, my defense to people that back in. One, it is far safer to back into a spot because you don't have to worry about, especially at, at a sports event like this. Five and six-year-old kids have no earthly clue about their surroundings. No. And in a truck of your size, which is a standard pickup half ton, right? It's not like a giant massive thing that you see a, a lot of guys driving here. You're not going to see a five or six year old run behind your truck unless you have a backup no. camera. Um, so it's, it's, it's safe, safer to back into a spot. Cause one, you don't have not as many kids running around the parking lot as, as you're backing in or as you're parking because for whatever reason, the 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 arrival time is going to be staggered just enough that you don't have the, the same problem as like when you got thirty kids all running to the car at the same time. Um, but even if you didn't have kids, like when you back out of a spot, again, same thing. You can't see as well if you're backing into a spot. Like there's not cross traffic you have to worry about. It's you got the three cars around you, right? <laughs> either mm-hmm. side and then directly behind you if there's even somebody there backing out of a spot who knows who's coming down the lane who's not looking or who's like well i see you backing out but i'm already on my way man you're gonna have to wait it's kind of like the, the people who um you, you know park way too close to the drive through line at starbucks that's pretty much what it is because you know that that drive through line is going to fill up and overflow but they still park there anyway. And then all of a sudden there's this, Oh, well, I've got to get out. And it's just a cluster, but it's that times 50 yeah. or times 50 on each side. Cause you're driving in the middle and to the right of you and to the left of you are people who have also parked. And this is the only way in and out of this parking lot. Because then again, there's like seven baseball games going on to the Southeast. So like you can't really drive around and come out that way either. Cause you're going to encounter possibly the same stuff. I may try that way this time. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. I don't there's think I'm going to make it. There's a lot of, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to make it to the show. A lot of parking talk. We're talking about the spring game here. <laughs> um, and then the other thing we want to talk about, uh, the NCAA went away with the overtime and regular season matches 
for who knows what. Um, yeah. So they're moving away. So instead of doing the the two 10-minute overtime periods uh, with the golden goal, um, they've just done away with it. If after if the game is tied after the regulation of 90 minutes, it'll be a tie. Uh, yeah. This is a tweet from Carlos Silva. Previously, teams played two 10-minute overtime periods in a sudden victory golden goal format. And then if neither team scored, the game ended at a tie. But now they're just going to say, you got the 90 minutes, you're done. Yeah. I, I mean, they will, they'll go on in conference tournaments and NCAA postseason games. Sudden victory component is still gone. They're still, you know, going away with that. And teams will just play two 10-minute overtime periods instead. Um, and then let's see. When a substitution is made by the winning team in the last five minutes of the second overtime, the game clock will stop. So if the game remains tied, a penalty kick shootout will be held to determine the winner. So that they're completely changing it up. I don't know. If, do you think it's player safety, Spencer? Or is No. Have people been concerned about you know, you know sudden victory overtimes in – I don't understand why like soccer. I, I, I get that there's so many differences in how the games are played, but it it's actually, it's really comical to see like instead of like soccer's doing this, but you've seen MLB do this recently. They don't know how to end a game. Yeah. It's like, and, and, and it, you get people from different sports that like, either love or hate the golden goal or golden whatever score that ends a game with the other team didn't get a chance. You had you not an hour's worth of playtime of chances to do this. Like don't at me with that. Or, or the people that like what, what kind of game ends in a shoot off, like a, a shootout. It's, it's not how the game is played. It's like, so like when, when, when somebody was played for four hours before <laughs> this point. Yeah. It's like, well but, now we got to do something different. So like, we, we, you had some people talking about how to end a, a major league baseball game. Like, what if we went to like a home run derby type thing? Like, that's ridiculous. Like, well, think about it. Soccer has a, a, a shoot off, a skills competition at the end of the game. Hockey has it. Um, College football is kind of turning into that. Kind of like I, once you get past the, you know, once you get into third overtime, it's like, what kind of crazy plays can you draw from the three yard line? Um, I guess the only, only sport that's holding out is basketball where they'll just continue on into oblivion. Like we're going to keep rolling out a new, a new overtime period, but my goodness, let's, 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 uh, let's all just kind of default uh, to a, you had whatever your length of time is to settle the game. It didn't work out. Now we're going to a skills competition. Okay. Because it still rewards the team that can play the best especially considering they've already given their effort into a full game until you got there. It's not like you walked into a home run derby fresh after a week off. You know, it's, it's not the MLB all-star break. Mm. And I, I get that some teams are built like that. They, they play the game differently, but also every team has a guy that can hit a ball 400 feet, right? That's not like, this is not rare. Anyways, so I don't like the variability in how many different leagues and sports decide how to end a game. Just, just figure it out, man. And then in, in soccer, this, this isn't it. You, you can't, ties are stupid. 
They're absolutely stupid. I, I get that like they, they have a, a point system where three points is a win and one point is a tie and you get zero points for a loss. That's stupid too. Ties are stupid. <laughs> okay. With one or zero with that, I need to remind everybody that today's episode of the 23 personnel podcast is brought to you by sports drink, your digital water cooler. It is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and hate on our favorite team. Rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sports drink. Spell like sports drink, but without the vowels. I'll tell you, if you go to the website, you will see our pretty faces. We have our own yeah. show page there with our, our headshots. Guided it all nice and pretty. All we ask that you do is close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. All right, Michael, let's, uh, let's wrap this up with what we learned. And then... Uh, We'll get on to our youth sports activities this weekend. What do you say? Sounds good. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right, so what you got, man? Okay. As mentioned in the early stages of the podcast, so, I mean, what is this, an hour and nine minutes ago? Better Call Saul started back this week. Excellent first couple of episodes. Um, and what I learned is that watching a TV show in a vacuum is just nowhere near as fun. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, and it's harder and harder to get that experience these days. I think that's why sports becomes even more and more important as we continue to go, uh, get older and, you know, live in this world of access where you have every show imaginable on demand whenever you want it. And, oh, it comes on at eight o'clock. Monday nights, who cares? I'll catch it when I catch it. So sports is kind of that beloved thing where if you don't watch it live, you missed it. And you, you miss that joy of getting to watch it with other people, texting your friends, tweeting online, reading about it, all that kind of fun stuff. So Better Call Saul, I got that same experience. I watched it live Monday night. I read articles about it. I've even listened to a podcast about it. I'm just I'm just loving being able to take a breath between episodes and getting to enjoy this with other people, even though they're people I don't know. And the last show I really remember doing that with was, um, you know, Mandalorian's kind of that way because they only release once a week. Uh, even One Division was like that, which I, I liked fine, but didn't like as much as Mandalorian. So th- they're just kind of fewer and farther between because they just more often than not just spit all of them out at once. Uh, I mean, Apple TV is kind of doing stuff like that, but I don't have Apple TV. I mean, there's only so many streaming services I'm going to subscribe to at once, but it's nice. And I'm hoping to, to kind of catch this feeling again. This is the last season of better call Saul, but maybe some other show will pull me away. Maybe I'll pull into Apple TV or cancel Netflix and pull into Apple TV or something like that. And, and hop onto a show that comes out every week. Cause I really think that makes it a way more fun than, you know, five years from now <laughs> binge watching better call Saul and like reading articles that someone wrote half a decade ago. And then, and you're doing it by yourself. And it's just kind of like, Oh, well this is cause I did that with the wire, which is a great show. And I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I probably would have, 
enjoyed it slightly more that or the Sopranos if if it had been week to week and I was able to talk with people about it as opposed to a decade later. Oh hey, uh, yeah, I watched The Wire. Anybody want to talk about it now? It's 2016. I've, I've watched The Wire now. Is anyone ready? Let's um, let's let's form a podcast. Oh, there's nine of them. Okay, we didn't know what podcasts were when the when the wire came out. All right. Oh my. So God. that's it. That's what so, I learned. So many things I want to react to. One, I haven't watched a show like that in a few years. Probably uh, one of the first seasons of Stranger Things. Uh, oh, I remember that's a it, good it, it, it came out like that. We did end up watching all those Marvel, uh, you know, WandaVision. Uh, on, but it was, we were late to those parties. So by the time we got started on those, we were just able to go straight through. I understand what you're saying. Um, but I also like, like when when I get into a show, like obviously the point is for the, for them is to want to keep you wanting more. I like being able to get more. (laughs) I don't like (laughs) having to wait. I'm, I'm impatient. Let's just put it that way. So when I, when I, when I finish the, the, the pilot or the first episode of the season, the newest season, like, Oh, I got to get to the next one. I got to see what happens. Like there's a little bit of a cliffhanger and there's something, whatever, all this stuff building up from previous seasons. I'm, I'm ready to roll it into the next one. Um, the, the other, sh- the other thing that, that I I've been doing, uh, that way is I guess this is us. I did catch up finally. And we're, oh, yeah. how do you binge watch that show? It will without I, like, digging a hole and just burying yourself alive. I mean, it's just, just sadness, just nonstop sadness. The whole, not, all of it. It's not nonstop sadness. Um, but now like that we've, we're, we caught up. I, we probably have an episode or two now that we can watch, but uh, it's, it's difficult to, to even like, like our memories now, and this is strange to admit because we don't, we don't watch regular TV. There's not a, there's not a time. There's not an appointment TV, right? Sure. There's not Tuesday at eight is, is Grey's Anatomy or whatever it used to be. Um, we don't like, once we catch up to a show, it's almost like we're done with it. So like a month later, like, Oh, we've got four new episodes of this is us to go watch. Then we'll go watch four episodes and then we'll forget about it. Uh, so it's hard for us, like even to keep up with shows that, once we do keep up, when we, sorry, once we do catch up, like to can stay on that, like, so it doesn't back up on us. Anyways. Well, uh, and I agree that that is nice. It is nice to have that because life, especially now just happens, man. And the next thing you know, you've got six, six episodes of a show you genuinely like just sitting on your DVR and like, Oh, dang. well, I've got nothing to do Saturday night. So let's, let's, cut through at least mm-hmm. half of these or something. And, and then you do. So it's nice to have that, but it's also nice to have, you know, one or two here and there that you're kind of watching at the same time. Everyone else is, and you get to kind of enjoy it together. But, um, yeah, they, they don't happen very much anymore and it's just going to be harder and harder to, to duplicate that because like you said, and I, and I get it. People watch TV differently now. I'm, um, you know, this is kind of a hold on from a, a, an era that's just continuing to, to erode away. But I, I still think there's something to be said. And, and even Better Call Saul, they caved to it. They aired two episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've ever done that before. So they, they aired two episodes on, on Monday night. So you could roll through and you got, you know, you got to watch two of them right away. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just fun. It, I, I just, the only thing I can liken it to is, you know, sports, 
because it's, if you didn't watch it then you missed it and you, you got to miss talking about it with everybody. Cause even if you go watch it on DVR later, it's kind of, Oh, well, cause we do that. We'll do that for the podcast. And it's just kind of like, well, I can't text Spencer about that third down play. Cause he's, it's Tuesday morning and he has no idea what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. What were they thinking on third down Spencer? And, and you're like, I'm at work, man. What, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? about? Yeah. I, I, it is difficult, especially with sports to go back and like watch it later. And cause you, you, you miss out with the experience of watching as it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're watching it as it happens alone, we all have like a, a, a text thread or a group me or Slack channel to get onto, um, or Twitter just to go vent. But like, yeah. if, if you're watching on a delay or like two days later, one, you have to isolate yourself from all of those people and all those apps and all those <laughs> situations where you can hear the spoilers because like, even if, even if you get to the game without any spoilers, it feels completely different than it does like as it's happening. And invariably, so something will happen. You'll, you'll, you'll know wh- whether it's a big play or the outcome of the game, your interest in it is like, I, I no longer care. Like, it's cool. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch the game because I'm invested in the team. But like, I know that we lose this game or I know that we win. You just, yeah. you have so much less interest. And I, you do check out. There's that same kind a of feeling bit. like it's not live. It, it's, it's, it doesn't really matter now. Or it, it just feels completely different. So I, I understand that. I, I just like, like I said, I like to binge and I like to get through. So, all right. I think that'll do it for us on the 23 personal thoughts. I don't have any, <laughs> any, uh, anything that we learned. Uh, I did, I did have another one of those Southern bacon chicken sandwiches from Whataburger. Man. Ch- chicken's the way to go. Spicy chicken, bacon, extra slaw. No, slaw, extra sauce. Anyways. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.